This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, old friend, known her for a long time. Uh, she's an Emmy-nominated actress and comedian. She is in the show Special on Netflix. I love that for you on Showtime. And the CBS show Ghosts. She's working. Please welcome Poonam Patel. Hello. <laughs> I mean, I came in with such high energy. And then and I wanted a gentle just you, wave of hello. <laughs> you just undercut the whole thing. Sometimes I try and pretend like my personality is shy. <laughs> I know that you're not because I've known you for a very long time because you are uh, best friends with Tawny Newsom, who from Bajillion, we used to work together. And yes. and we would all we would hang out together a lot. And I always thought you were so delightful and like such a fun like anytime you were at a table. There were smiles at that table. You're, you're, you've got that infectious, uh, infectious laughing disease about you. Thank and there's, you. And there's no vaccine for it. I'm infected. Don't cure me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny about Bajillion is my boyfriend, who I didn't know. Flex. Like, we, Flex. She Flex. has a boyfriend, everyone. No big deal. I'm in a relationship. <laughs> um, he actually was in locations for Bajillion. Oh, really? So if you remember a bald Indian guy. A bald Indian guy? Named Neil. That's my guy. Wow. He worked on locations. So it's funny. He actually like met one of my best friends before he met me. We didn't even know. Gee. You know, I'm I'm awful at at remembering people, but like tell him that I totally remember him and he was such a, he's (laughs) the best at scouting. Such a good scout. (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell him, I'll tell him. <laughs> okay, before we go on, we need to get into your fridge. I have a lot of questions. You guys can see Punim's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. And here we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. You so, the empty one. <laughs> okay. This is weird. I don't get it. Because, like, 
You have a nice fridge. It's got the uh, it's got the double doors both opening mm. out, welcoming us in. Yeah, like the arc of a you know of a Torah. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's like, I don't understand how you did this spatially. Like some things, there's a lot of open space. Then there's some cluttered space. I don't know if there's a method to your madness, but uh, let's get started. Okay, top row. Um, we've got some um, organic peanut butter. Is this a organic peanut? That's from Costco, and it's nice because it's only one gram added sugar. Hold on. you you Do you live with your boyfriend? I don't. His fridge is much more appealing than mine. This is also, I had been gone for three weeks on vacation. No So excuses. that's why I was like, this will be interesting because at this point, it's 85% condiments. No excuses. Okay, on okay. Dan. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. You knew you were going to be on. You could have... You could have uh, Instacarted you, a bunch of you food. Got, but you know what? I wanted to be authentic because you guys did say, they're like, don't try and stage it. So I had gone grocery shopping. So I sent one after I grocery shop. But this is the more interesting picture, I think. So I'm I love that. I love that you're like, they said, they said, don't stage your fridge. That's me. I wrote that email, but I write it in the third person. <laughs> it's like, we're so excited to have you as a guest your on Green Exit Dan. told me. I know. People are like, um, get your can I can I talk to someone in your staff? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Hold on, quickly mix up staff at standupdan.com email. <laughs> so you shop at Costco. That's as for one person, Costco doesn't really make sense. No, and I don't have a membership, but my friend Mary Sone, who was also on Bajillion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, does mm-hmm. have one. So about once a month or so I tag along with her. And stock up on things that I do need in bulk, like eggs, greens, peanut butter, frozen fruit. Those are like apples, produce, like some produce that I'm going to eat a lot of. How cute. You guys have a Costco carpool? Yeah, it's very cute. Although it's the last time cute. we went, it was absolute chaos. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Place. I got to say, my pandemic holdover, never going to a supermarket ever again. Oh. Ever That's nice. again. You don't right? have to. It's a madness. Kyle is going to pick those apples for me. I don't. To, <laughs> I don't have to touch anything. <laughs> well, you. But see, as an immigrant, that is surprising because I like to touch and make sure I'm getting like the best, most ripest fruit. Yes, yes, I'm with you. But uh, hey, call call me a product of the American dream. I know. Okay, I don't wow. give a fuck anymore. <laughs> Wow. You've been westernized, as my mom would say. I have totally been westernized when it comes to the supermarket. The luxury. <laughs> the lack of labor. The American I mean, dream. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Poonam. And you're going to be able to relate with me on this. I feel like our immigrant parents, they love that struggle. Even when you tell mm-hmm. them, mom, it's the same price. Like, my yeah. mom will never do Postmates. She'll always get in the car, go pick up the thing and bring it back. And I'm like, oh no, mom, I have like a 20% discount. It ends up being cheaper to have yeah. someone else bring it. No, no, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it myself. And um, by yeah. the way, that's an accurate impression of my mother. She has a completely Americanized accent now. <laughs> no, well, I'll be I, fine, Dan. Dan, I'm just going to, I'll be just okay. Um, I'm just impressed she's eating out. Yes. Because that's um, more than my, my mom has like two places she'll eat out on rotation sometimes, but other than that, everything's being cooked at home. Wow. Are you, the girl don't eat out. You're saying your mom out-immigrants my mom. Yeah, because it is a competition. 
<laughs> no, I'm like, my mom, I feel like I've introduced her to places where she's like, okay, I could eat this. But like growing up, because they own a convenience store every Friday would be the busiest. So Friday we would always eat out, which was very exciting. But it was always either Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, or Szechuan Palace, which was this Chinese restaurant that RIP has since closed. But those were the only three places. There was never any other takeout we were trying. We weren't exploring other cuisines other than that. Then eventually, if it was like fancy, we would go to Olive Garden. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I want to get to this. It seems yes. like you're deflecting from your, your okay, poor, okay, okay. poor fridge. Okay. okay. So there's an expired jar of pickles in the back. Well, pickles don't really expire. That's the whole yeah. thing about pickles. They're fine. Don't ever listen to the date on your pickles. Okay. I mean, the God, this this kimchi on the second uh, yeah. floor has been here since the Carter administration. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and can I tell you, so we get that from California market, but usually, um, well, not usually, but twice my boyfriend and I have made our own kimchi kimchi but it's just very labor intensive and messy and yeah it's It's too much a lot so we got it from california market and we split it into two jars he went through his so quick and then every time he comes over he's like you still have this kimchi you have to burp it it's gonna explode you have to burp it like it's your child like it's too much air pressure or something yeah. It's still in there, and I think it still tastes good. Like, how can kimchi go bad? It doesn't. And actually, yeah. th- another example, the longer it goes, the better. It gets more of those, uh, those uh, the the bacteria the that are good for your glut f- gut flora. Yeah, and it gets a little effervescent. Yeah, it does. Kimchi's come a long way. I mean, I yes. remember being a kid, and we'd go to, like, a Korean friend's house, and we'd smell kimchi, and we'd make fun of him for, like, months and now it's like you're not cool if you don't have kimchi in your fridge you're a loser (laughs) oh my god i would be like so embarrassed if my parents like or if my mom ever packed anything besides a sandwich for me and now it's like you know white people think they're like going on safari when they go out for indian food yes and they don't think they're doing something adventurous they're like oh my god should we have indian tonight like, it's so adventurous to try a different cuisine. And I'm like, wait, now it's cool? My favorite is when it's like, no, I had Indian like two nights ago. It's like, yeah, Indians have Indian three days a week. Every night. My mom has <laughs> Indian food every single day. Somehow, some way. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, let's get to the, what is this this weird bun situation we that's, have here? Okay, that's a bag of apples. Cosmic, oh, it's a bag of apples. Cosmic Crisp. Have you heard of them? No. Tell me. I think, and please fact check me because I might be fake news. I think it's a type of apple that was like genetically created by like University of Washington or something like that. Yeah. And it's, they're delicious. They're like the perfect sweetness, the perfect crisp. Cosmic Crisp. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of genetically modified fruits. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Hey, God, nice try. Yeah. Don't worry. University of Washington, we got this. Yeah. I mean, we don't fuck up the earth way too much to have, like, perfect fruit all the time. <laughs> That's so, true. I have at it. I do think they jumped the shark, and I talked about this, I think, in the last episode of, of the podcast. They jumped the shark with the cotton candy-flavored grapes. No. Too no much. No one asked for that. No too one fast, asked for that. Too yeah. furious. <laughs> no one was ever like, you know what this grape could use? A little bit of carnival pizzazz. Yes, exactly. It's so <laughs> unnecessary. So And unnecessary. sometimes like the hybrid fruits. I'm like, um. Yeah. 
It looks like an apple, but it tastes like a kiwi. It's like, why don't you just eat a kiwi? (laughs) That's like when you see like dog breeds of like, those shouldn't have been put together. Yeah. They're like, it's a Chihuahua German Shepherd mix. And I'm like, why, how that seems like a beef? What did that look like? Uh... Yeah. What did that feel like? (laughs) Who was on the receiving end? Yeah. Um, I need to try them because I'm. I love a crispity, crisp, crispity, juicy. I thought like lady. What were they one? There was like a honey crisp, and then there was golden lady or some shit. What was pink, pink lady. lady? Yeah, those were a pretty good one. I thought those are nice. You're gonna. I think cosmic crisp is going to very quickly go to the top of your apple list. I mean, I love the name. I feel like I should be on mushrooms when I have it. Yes. Yeah, you feel it's an apple high for sure. I think you're really going <laughs> to like it because there's no mush. Oh, yeah. Who likes the mush? Who's the monster who's, who's keeping the mushy apples in business? Who the hell's out here buying Red Delicious anymore? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, they're good for baking. Who's baking with fucking apples anymore? No. Enough. Right? Enough. <laughs> Shots fired, mealy apples. <laughs> um, okay. Second row here, we've got uh, <laughs> mustard. Zatarans, um, yeah. Zatarans, what is Zatarans? Zatarans, it's Zatarans Creole mustard. They make a lot oh, of fun. like New Orleans, I think they're like New Orleans style food. So they make like a red beans and rice and like Cajun seasoning, Creole seasoning. And they mm. make this very nice Creole mustard. I got it at Grocery Outlet. That's fun. Not uh, sponsored. Not sponsored. Um, do not go to Grocery Outlet if you're listening to this. If you feel like going, wait a couple days. Let, it let me get that brand partnership and then have at it. <laughs> um, so your club soda here, is this for booze? Like you got a, a can of club soda that looks like it's like a mixing club soda. To be quite honest, I have no idea where that came from. I think someone must have visited me and gotten that on an airplane or something. Yeah. And then kept it in my fridge. I think I'm keeping it for like, a rainy day if I'm sick one day or something. I mean, you can have it whenever. Just get rid of it. It's like it doesn't yeah. fit in. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, neither does the lollipop that I got in a free gift bag. Where is there a lollipop? It's called Ollie or Ollipop. That soda Where? next to it. Oh, what? oh. Ollipop? Oh, interesting. I thought that was like it looks like those things of like already squeezed lemon juice. I thought that's what that was. No, it's what a is olipop? It's like a type of soda, I think. I called it lollipop. I think it's called olipop. I love this little this this shelf here is very interesting because it has all your random ass ingredients. So it's got <laughs> yeah. olipop, a club soda from fucking uh, Spirit Airways. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're not serving Fever Tree on Spirit. I think that's probably a Delta. All right, someone flew like Economy Plus and got that. <laughs> But someone got upgraded because they were like, I'm keeping all these treats that they've given me. Someone's never been upgraded before and they don't know how to act right. Yeah, that's when I get upgraded to Delta One, I never act right. I take the fucking pillow with me on the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For (laughs) sure. For sure. Um, okay. And then you have something from Squirrel here. Squirrel uh, being a a a besmirched restaurant bakery in Los Angeles. Yeah. So that's a that's just the jam jar. Yeah. But inside are um, cardamom seeds that my mom oh. sent me in a giant box that cost her like $37 to send. And it was like a bunch of random stuff. You know how is your mom like this where it's like you mention one thing once and then she'll like buy you a giant thing of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. 
Like I mentioned, I saw some mason jars when I was home once. And I was like, oh, I use these to like store nuts in. He's like, take them. I was like, no, it's like a glass jar and they're very cheap. I can just buy one. She shipped me 12 glass mason jars that she packed herself with newspaper. Oh, it's so sweet. So I think I must have mentioned like, oh, I put cardamom in a smoothie once and I liked it. And then here I go with a big old bag of (laughs) cardamom seeds from the Indian grocery store. I mean, special immigrant points for putting it in a recycled uh, jar from Squirrel. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is that is peak immigrant right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, cool. And then you've got two lone lemons here just hanging out sad. (laughs) They've since gone into the trash. All this citrus has gone into the trash. It didn't last. And then your half of a iced coffee with what looks like the straw (laughs) wrapper on top. No, okay. I went to Otis Thai. If you've been oh, here. love Otis. I've been yeah. shouting them out a bunch. Oh, they're so okay. Not sponsored. Everyone, hold your horses. Let us get that brand sponsorship before. Yeah, you go. do not go there. Don't go Don't there. You dare go. Go um, and be like, are Dan and Putnam uh, sponsored yet? They say no. You walk away. Whip a table and leave. <laughs> um, it's a Thai iced coffee, which I never had a Thai iced coffee before. Mm-hmm. It's very nice, but I don't drink coffee every day so when i do it makes me feel kind of like and i had also just been getting over a bout of food poisoning Mm. and so i didn't that's why it's half because i didn't want to finish it because i was like let me give my stomach a break let me give my mind and body a break okay well what's that little piece of flimsy paper okay so that they like sealed it with a sticker because i I got it like to go and i i wanted it so bad i like like a ravenous animal, like clawed at it to open it instead of just removing the sticker like a normal person. So that's what happened there. Do you live close by to Otis? Uh, not super close, but like probably like a 10, 15 minute, 15 minute drive. Oh, okay. Got it. I'm walking live- distance. <gasps> oh my yeah. God. You better go after this. Yeah. I mean, they have breakfast too, which I, I love an Asian breakfast. Give me a warm soup or a rice porridge yes. or like something with noodles. I'm in. That's what I had never had their breakfast. That's what we got. We got the omelet. Yeah. It's stunning. And then we got the rice porridge. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. Also, like, um, I think it was like an episode of like a David Chang show where he was talking about breakfast and how like American breakfast is just absolute trash. But we don't normalize eating like actual nutritious, warming, beautiful food for breakfast. Instead, we're like cereal, pancake, waffles, maybe a hash, omelet. Yeah. But like you go to other countries and they're having like juk or like in India, they'll have like dosa for breakfast sometimes. Like right. there's just so many better, so much good food you can have for breakfast. My boyfriend every morning, he does white rice, kimchi and a poached egg with seaweed. And I'm like, Ooh. this is a delicious breakfast. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to jump on the bandwagon with you, but I also, hey. There's something about there's something about some waffles and syrup and an egg. I'll have it. I don't. I can't do that every day. But yes, when I mean it's the, delicious. The people, the people who can do that every day, I'm like, bravo! You're eating like a cake every morning before yeah. you start the it's, day. It's literally called pancakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's literally a cake batter that's flattened out on a griddle is what you're having. <laughs> yeah, it's actually insane. It's I mean, it's delicious. Insane. 
But, I do love uh, of the Western breakfast, though. I do love a full English breakfast. That to me is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You got your sausage, you got your stewed tomato, you got your mushrooms, you got your beans, yes. your eggs. That's kind of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the pancake and waffles and syrup. I don't. I don't know how sustainable <laughs> that is. And listen, when we're going out for breakfast, let's get one for the table for sure. Yeah. As a beautiful sweet app or post breakfast thing. But as my main entree, yeah. Just no. a stack of pancakes? Amuse-bouche. We like no. an amuse-bouche uh, yes. with pancakes. <laughs> yeah, just a nice sugar rush before I <laughs> dig into my skillet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you got your wines here. Two white wines, I'm assuming? Yeah, I think, I'm trying to think. They're two natural wines that I've mm. been, I got gifted for whatever reason I was being celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember <laughs> can't think of a reason i should be celebrated but yeah i have to i i don't drink at home really mm-hmm. so they just kind of sit there until i re-gift them or until i have people over and they want to drink um i will gladly be the drinker of those natural wines yeah come on over we can pop um, them open and then you've got two count them two bottles of San Pellegrino, is that what I'm seeing back there? There's a coconut water in the back left, oh, which coconut is water. in timeout, I guess, because um, it's like trapped <laughs> yeah. in a corner. It's like in the dunce corner, yeah. Yeah, and then I have a Pellegrino, which I think someone also brought. But what's very fun is in front of the Pellegrino, that is a Thai sriracha. Oh, interesting. I thought it's, all sriracha is kind of Thai, no? No. This is different. The texture is different. It has a little more vinegar component. Oh, fun. And it's a little more hot saucy. So this is like the non-Americanized version of sriracha. Yes, it is so freaking good. I had it at this place called Holy Basil. Yeah. It's in there. Delicious. Holy Basil, great Thai restaurant in LA. So good. But then... They would just give you a side of it. And I was like, what is this? I need to buy this. And so we hunted, like one of our favorite things to do is just to go to Asian grocery stores and just like walk around. Mm -hmm. And we found it. Yeah. And then I went to Thai town near me and I was like hunting around. And then I went to this like tiny grocery store and on the bottom shelf in the corner, there was one. And I was like so excited. So I bought it. No way. Yeah. First of all, you glossed over the fact that for fun, you and your boyfriend just go to Asian markets and walk. Yeah. You just loiter. They're like, oh, no, they're back. They're not even buying anything. They just walk around a point and just go, how exotic. And then they leave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And we love it. Well, it's just so much more fun. It is more fun. Um, There's the occasional typo on uh, a label. Um, although I will say it's, and I write about this in my book, Undercooked, uh, which you can oh, purchase yes. now at where bookstores are available. Congratulations! But I, I talk. Thank you. I talk about how I feel like the immigrant markets that, like, like the Indian ones or the Persian yes. ones, are all so janky, and then you come to LA, and their Korean ones are like from the fucking future. Oh, so nice. It's like, what the hell is going on here? I know. You go into an H-Mart and you're like, I don't deserve to be here. Or there's one called uh, Tokyo Central. Yes. Kind of near LAX. It's like an amusement park. They're wild. Um, it's so nice. Yeah. They, no, the they... Indian ones are like, 
you got to check the expiration date <laughs> and everything's handwritten. And you're like, I don't know if you're allowed to, this is not for individual sale, but it's being individually sold kind of those type of things. Yeah. There's like weird stuff there. Like, like a bag of erasers next to lens. You're like, why are these yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say I'm, I'm on forever on the hunt. And if anyone here ever goes to um, an Indian grocery store, an Asian grocery store that has Indian products, there is a, there is a hot sauce. Um, although it's not really a hot sauce. It's more of like a hot chutney situation uh, made by a company called Nirav, N-I-R-A-V. And it's uh-huh. a spicy mango situation. And yes. I've tried many companies' versions of it uh, that are a lot easy, easier to find. And they're not nearly as good. If you find the Nirav, get it. You will thank me later. It's so fucking good. But right now, like yes. the only way to get it is if you order it online from like – this really like sketchy looking website that I'm like, I don't know if I want to put my credit card in there. But my buddy yeah. did it and it worked. Um, <laughs> so Wait, is it the spicy mango pickle or is it like a sauce? No, it's the pickle. The pickle. Yeah. It's yeah, the yeah, spicy yeah. mango pickle. That's what it is. It's... There's a couple brands that make like, have you had the deep or Fatux make it? But Nirav, even my mom, I think likes that one. I've had that one. Nirav knocks it out. Nirav is killer. It's nuts. Okay, there's a couple of... There's Namaste Spiceland and Banu are two Indian grocery stores, but they're on like the east side. Yeah, I went to that one in Atwater. They didn't have it. Oh, India Sweets and Spices? Yes, yes, You know what? I'm going to check for you next time. Really? Text me. Honestly, text me and I will will put it in an order. I'll buy them out. I'll buy them out. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's quickly uh, finish up here, although this is – this is very exciting. On all the way on the bottom row of your freezer, <laughs> you have what looks like a almost like a, the UN has like a burlap sack full of of uh, of frozen strawberries that it needs to bring to some war ravaged area <laughs> where they just need their smoothies to move on. It's army size. Yeah. It's it's, ar- it's like <laughs> it's like it's like from The Last of Us. It's like a it's yeah. like survival <laughs> This is the Costco. Is this for smoothies, I'm assuming? Yeah, it was a really good deal. And, you know, for a long time, I couldn't eat strawberries because they would, like, make me break out a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes, like, as you age, you, like, grow in and out of allergies. And now, like, strawberries are on the come up for me. So mm. I'm going to Costco. And it was a really good I think it was, like, $4.99 for that whole bag. Wow. Get out of here. pass up a good deal. And I was like, I'll use them. Just stick them in yes. the freezer. They'll last forever. It's a perfect thing to use uh, to to get in bulk because, yeah, especially if the room. And then on the right side here, <laughs> are these three pieces of to-go cake that you put in the freezer? Those are three half-eaten slices of pie from Magpies. Oh, my God. Because before I left, so I, I'm a big <laughs> NBA fan. And um, so is my friend Mary and her boyfriend, Zeke. And so we had them over to watch... I think it was at one point in the playoffs, we had them over to watch a game and they brought over, I ordered dinner and then they brought over three slices of magpies and we did a little tasting and then we had leftovers and I was like, well, I'm not going to throw them away. So those have been sitting in the freezer for three weeks. I did mash them all together the other day and try and eat them. They were freezer burned. (laughs) It was very hard for me to throw them away. I felt like every time I like throw away or like resist eating something sweet, I act like I should like get the Congressional Medal of Honor. Like I just am like Purple Heart Award, like so proud of myself that like 
I didn't eat the rest of the <laughs> freezer burned magpies and threw it away instead. And I did right. something so good for my body. Right. Like there's there's going to be a ceremony at the White House. <laughs> yeah. Right before you was a guy who's like, he saved 15 people from yeah. an yeah. onslaught of a terrorist army and jumped on a grenade. And yeah. he, <laughs> he's here. And then after that, it's going to be like, put him. You're getting this award because you... You d- you said you left your magpies in the freezer to get freezer burn, knowing full well that the freezer burn would turn you off from them. Yeah. And, like, you're looking at the other guy, and you're like, we're heroes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That is amazing. And then, uh, let's see. What else we have here? Anything fun in the freezer? This looks like gochujang. Is that what that is over there? Oh, that's frozen garlic. You can oh. get frozen garlic and ginger in these little squares. So if you, if I run out of fresh, you could just pop one of those squares into whatever you're cooking. Fun hack. I love yeah. that. You know, I just started buying the garlic cloves that are out of the... Uh, oh, yeah. What a treat. I, I feel like, oh, I've made it. Like there's two points in my career when I knew I was making it. One is when I switched to daily contacts that I could just throw wow. out. I was like, holy fuck, I'm rich. And then... <laughs> The other one was very recently where I was like, I'm done peeling garlic forever. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow, I think I've I've really made it. I peeled so much garlic in my childhood. Oh, really? We just would buy bulk of it from the Indian store and I'd have to sit there and just peel it. Your nails smell like it for like weeks. <laughs> so bad. All in all, pretty good fridge. Very I sad. Would, Nothing edible. No yeah, semblance of a meal. You know what, though? It's like you don't have anything in here, but you do have like artisanal kimchi and like weird, like, you know, esoteric hot sauces from Thailand. So many hot sauces. <laughs> like you have so many hot sauces. And so this thing on the right used to hold my eggs, but it cracked. So now it holds any extra packet of ketchup, soy sauce, Taco Bell hot sauce, yeah. any of that stuff. I love it. I mean, yeah. you know, that's good. I have one of those too, you know, where. Yeah. It's my my little graveyard for sauces. Um, no, I, all in all, very. Is, is this some sort of pickle? By the way, this looks like a. Yes, I think that's Calabrian chili. Yes, that's what I thought yeah. it was. Those are nice. You could put those in a pasta sauce and mix it into an arrabbiata. Cal- Calabrian chilies are having a moment, and I'm here for it. They're fantastic. Ah, it's about time. It's about time. <laughs> We've been waiting. Yes. All right. <laughs> We're done with shishito peppers. Get them out jalapenos boring get a personality yeah Yeah. pickle yourself or get out of my face (laughs) yeah i want my pickles to be from where the godfather is from calabria and then what by the way what is this thick sauce over here that's ketchup oh it says thick on it on the back i don't know why it says thick. it says thick and big like way too big font (laughs) no that's heinz ketchup it's heinz yeah, I think. Huh. By the way, no shame. We love basic B ketchup here way more than organic. Yeah, um, it just, just doesn't taste right. Well, I no. got those jackfruit nuggets in the freezer. Which oh. Which sale at Target. Usually those Jack and Annie's will run you about $8 a box for jackfruit nuggets, but they were on sale for two ninety nine, so I bought them out, cleared out the freezer. When did jackfruit come on the scene where it like became the sudden substitute for everything meat and it's fucking yeah. good? It is, depending on how it's prepared. When they just like slop it on and try and be like, this is barbacoa. And you're like, okay, it's too wet. 
Right. But these right. nuggets, they mix it with something else. They're very good. And they chicken. They mix it with chicken. They mix it with real chicken. I've been eating real chicken. I didn't know. <laughs> they have a buffalo version. Excellent. Is it delicious? They're very good. I don't eat meat. I used to eat meat, but I don't anymore. And I, I love them. Also, impossible nuggets. If you're eating, the thing is like for a chicken breast, a steak, I get why people who eat meat are like, no, no, no. But for like a chicken nugget. Yeah. It's already just like whatever. Just eat the fake one. Um. First of all, I, I'm with you, but I would much rather have the jackfruit one than the impossible one. Impossible yeah. meat creeps me out. I don't know why. It's there's something too close to the real thing. Yeah, it is. But then there's like a slight difference where you're like, something's up, but it's a little too real. But there's definitely something weird yeah. going on. I don't know yeah. what it is. Um, but yeah, I we're going to find out very soon enough that impossible meat is just regular meat. <laughs> oh, for sure. When I first ordered a, an impossible burger like years ago, I might as well have been in a commercial because I like I was like, I'd like to send this back. I think you gave me real meat. I sent it back like four times and they're like, ma'am, it's not real. Oh my God. That is amazing. That's like the best ad for impossible. Yeah. Okay. So this is the fridge. Now you sent me another picture of the fridge stocked to the gills. I went to Trader Joe's. (sighs) I I mean, now this is the fridge. This is a fun fridge. I don't know what to do though. I don't know which one do I post. Do we post both of them? I think swipe for a before and after, like a fun transformation (laughs) pick. (laughs) <laughs> oh is that what this is now this is like uh the house makeover show because between those two fridges i fully got food poisoning i came back from my three-week trip got food poisoning from a bad salad at sweet green sorry to slander wow. then they are not a sponsor go ahead they're not a sponsor and i'm gonna be I, listen i love a sweet green but something wasn't all right i was mm. jet lagged yeah and then yeah. I'm, and then this fridge is like i'm back baby I mean, yes and no. It looks like you just got a lot more, uh, um, what's it called? You just got a lot more accoutrements. Yeah, a lot of dips. More mustard. You just got way more condiments. Yeah. I don't understand. I still can't make anything in here. Um, no, you've got, you've, got, uh, you've got the big, huge phallic English cucumber <laughs> here. Uh, you got your jalapenos. What is yeah. this over here? That is sweet earth uh like vegan chicken okay you got your and it's like chicks. you can just like saute it on a pan it's delicious mm. um yeah you got some the doors are the same nothing new in the doors but yeah, yeah you got you got your eggs you got your you did a good like it, it's a a lot of greens i'm seeing a lot of salad greens here making yeah i making i'm really out. you know it's like for at least a week or two after you come back from an indulgent vacation, you're convinced like you're going to get your life right again. Yeah. And so I'm just, you know, buying a lot of healthy things, half of which I may consume. Yeah. And even if they not. go bad, it's okay because you you they made existed. the effort. Yeah. They, <laughs> they existed, existed in my space. You know, I always say, though, that um, you were saying you're vegetarian. I, I always say there's no way I could go vegetarian unless I was just eating Indian food all the time. Because yeah. you don't miss the meat in Indian food. But it's one of the few cuisines where you don't miss the meat. I think they really master how to make the most out of uh, out of their veggies. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's so spiced. Yeah. It's just um, so well spiced. It was interesting. I feel like sometimes when I go to certain countries that are colonizers – knowing damn well they stole so many spices from india and then i 
eat their food. And I'm like, what a fucking slap in the face. You stole all these spices, but you're not using any of them. <laughs> like you eat traditional British food and you're like, what the hell it's did you true. steal all these fucking spices for? <laughs> you're not using them in your, you know, bangers and mash or your stout pie or whatever the hell else you're making. It's so true. I never thought of it like that. British food has no excuse to be boring. Like black pudding? They had everyone's pantry at their disposal. They literally had everything <laughs> and everyone. <laughs> and their cuisine is still boring. And like, this is what they chose? British restaurants, it should feel like you're like Disneyland for your fucking senses. Yes. But yeah, it's like, what was the point of all that, guys? If you're not going <laughs> to... You're not going to use the, the spices. I was just in Portugal, and we had amazing, delicious food. But then everyone's like, oh, you got to have this traditional Portuguese dish called the Francisinha. Okay. Portugal actively colonized India. And I was like, okay. It's basically like a wet sandwich stuffed with hot dogs. It's like I had the veggie version. There's what a is it called? Francisina. Francesina. Like Francis I N H A. It's like a sandwich. They don't they treat they don't treat the white bread. They don't do anything. They stuff it with cheese, meat. Mine had veggie hot dogs and like asparagus. Then they melt cheese on top, not grill it. Yeah. Don't broil it. Then they put a bunch of sauce. Mine had a bunch of gravy on it. Yeah. Oh. I am this... not trying to be disrespectful to a country's cuisine. It was one of the saddest things i've ever tried in my life it was no excuse portugal you ruled the world and when i tell you there was a line out the door for this place and i'm like did i miss something yeah it's funny i had a shit sandwich in portugal as well i don't know if it was this one or something else but it was something similar that just tasted like an arby's sandwich yeah i was like this is not this was not worth the line. It must have been similar. Um, but yeah, Portugal has... Portugal does a better... They did a better job yes. of their colonist pantry than England did, Because the seafood is delicious. There's garlic. There's beautiful cheeses. Yeah. And they're... You yeah. know, when they colonized... The reason that they have so many pastries and their pastries are delightful... They have, like, pastry places in Portugal, in Lisbon, that are, like, buildings of, like, three floors of, like, a pastry place. Oh, my God. Um, It's fantastic. But then you, like, realize, oh, (laughs) the reason... The reason they had such a strong pastry culture is because when they colonized Brazil, they were like, oh, my God, we have more sugar cane than we know what to do with right now. Let's get creative. Uh, And so they just made all these... All these wonderful sweets because they had all this slave labor sugar. Um, you yeah, know. but those egg tarts. Silver lining. Silver lining. I mean, no, it is interesting, too, because we just went to Lisbon and Porto. And in Porto, I don't know if you went, everyone was, like, talking shit about Lisbon. They're like, mm. Lisbon's not really Porto. And I was like, I liked Lisbon. And then everyone was, like, very proud, which is, like, wonderful. You should be. I'm a visitor of your country. It's beautiful. I loved it. I would definitely go back. But, like, we had this one guy, and he was just, like, so proud to be Portuguese. And I was like, that's amazing. But he kept being like, and we have influence everywhere. In Goa, we have the influence. In this, we have influence. And he kept talking about, like, how Portuguese people are so influential. And there's they're so, like, there's Portuguese influence all over the world. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, do not engage with this man. Just don't do it. 
But then I like couldn't stop myself. And I was like, you know, I think you're calling it influence, but what you're meaning to say is colonization. <laughs> it's not like people observed you and were like, oh, we want to adopt that thing. You came and enforced it upon people because you colonized these areas. And I'm not blaming you because you particularly didn't do it. But let's not act like, you know, you're leaders of the free world. Like, let's, you know, come on. Right, right. Um I will say the pastiche donata, the egg custard, is actually a f- a fantastic fusion of of a lot of weird shit going on at the time. Which is yeah. one, they get all that extra sugar from yeah. uh you know from the from the Brazilians. But then two was they had all these nuns in Portugal, and they would basically their habits would be they would use egg yolks to keep them stiff. I'm sorry, egg, egg whites, white. egg whites to keep them stiff. So they had all these egg, extra egg yolks hanging out. And they were like, what do we do with all these That's extra part of the egg yolks? I mean, and they they made the pastéis sonata, which is arguably the best fucking pastry in life. It's so fucking good. And I didn't think, I'm like, is this going to taste like a sweet quiche? It is so creamy and so oh. beautiful. Mm. Also, that story, when I heard that about the nuns, I'm like, so they they basically were like meringuing yeah. their habits. And then I was like, and then you're like, the best part of the egg? You didn't know what to do with it? The yolk is the best part of the egg. Oh, my God. Um, so you heard that story already. So I thought I was teaching you something. No, new, but it but feels now. like the first time every time. I feel like an idiot now. But <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, no. like, I was saying it with such vigor, and you were doing that thing where you're like, let me just let him get it out. No, and because I liked hearing it because I heard I it. and I bamboozled. Don't I feel remember bamboozled. all the details, so it was good to like confirm the details of it. You even corrected me while I was telling you. I said the egg yolk, and you're like, "No, dumb fuck, it's the, <laughs> it's the egg white." Can you imagine if people were like just shoving egg yolk all over their clothes? <laughs> I mean, doing... look, it was trial and error. I'm sure that's what they they started yeah, they with start... the whole egg, and yeah. then they were like, "Maybe let's split it into parts and see which one works better for dry cleaning." <laughs> Also, what luxury that you get to use eggs just to stiffen your clothes. Hey, Christianity, man. They had all. (laughs) Serious luxury. Portugal had all the money. Um, (laughs) Seriously. It's funny. When I went to Lisbon, I got shamed into being religious. Uh, (laughs) I'm like walking around. I was alone. I was just walking around as a tourist and this fucking like Hasidic dude sees me. And like zeros in on me. He's like, are you Jewish? I was like, God damn it. I need to get that nose job already. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I am. He goes, do you want to put on tefillin? Which is like, you know, the, yeah. the S&M thing that we put on, uh, the leather straps. And <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, you know that in this square that you're standing right now, uh, they burned 500 Jews one night. Are you sure you don't want to do it? It would be a real, uh, you know, it would be a real revenge to be able to do that. Don't you think? And I was like. What is- I was like, he's probably lying, but fuck it. I'll just do it. I did it. And then I go home and I look it up. And lo and behold, yeah, one day they had a jubicue of 500 no, Jews. No. That's what they called it. They called no. it a jubicue. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> Wait, that's horrifying. And I love that if you're imitating him correctly, he had such a jolly tone about it all. Oh, yeah, he was. Um, no, it was actually a pretty, I mean, it's sort of like a Curb Your Enthusiasm story gone wrong. Yeah. Like, basically, there were, you know, there are all these Jewish converts 
to Christianity in Portugal because they had to convert or, you know, things weren't, wouldn't be good for them. Yeah. And so they're in the church, and one day at church, the priest thinks that the sun is coming in and shining in a way where uh, it's like the Virgin Mary. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's the Virgin Mary. And then this Jewish convert guy is like, what are you guys talking about? It's just light coming in and hitting the thing. And they're like, kill the Jews! No! And all his friends are like, shut up, Carl! <laughs> Just say it's the fucking Virgin Mary, Carl! Carl, we told you to shut the fuck up! <laughs> anyway, next thing you know, Jubicue. Punim surmised that Sriracha is not from Thailand. Well, she's right and wrong. It is from Thailand, but it was created by a Vietnamese person. Let's get into the history. It all started in the small coastal town of Si Racha in southeast Thailand in 1949. A home cook named Miss Tanom Chakapak, that's exactly how you pronounce it, began serving up a bright garlicky chili sauce with her meals, and everyone who ate it was hooked. Her family and friends urged her to bottle it and sell it, and she decided it was worth a shot. She called her creation Sriraja Panish. At this point, it wasn't quite the hot sauce we all love today, but it was well on its way. In 1975, Vietnam native David Tran started slinging hot sauce out of his home. After about three years, he and his family fled their homeland on a Taiwanese freighter called the Hui Fong, meaning gathering prosperity in English. Upon arriving in America, Tran quickly noticed he and his family weren't alone in California, and in the 1980s, he saw droves of Southeast Asian immigrants. He decided to bring a little bit of home to them by selling his hot sauce once again. His hot sauce was bottled in baby food jars, and he sold it out of his blue Chevy van. Tran wanted to play homage to the area the recipe originated, so he called it Sriracha. He named his company Hui Fong, just like the ship that brought his family to America and put a rooster on the bottle to honor the year he was born. Well, he's come a long way from selling bootleg baby food hot sauce out of his Chevy. The company now makes around $150 million in revenue a year and represents 10% of total hot sauce sales in the USA. Speaking of food and memories, oh, no. <laughs> it's time to get to our Green Eggs and Dan questions, starting with what is your earliest food memory? I think it's so the first place my parents was it was like when I was born, we lived in this like little apartment duplex thing. Where? Yeah, in Vero Beach, Florida. Okay. And it was like right down the street from the store, which I think is why they lived there that we owned. Um, and I remember going into the fridge and just eating straight butter. Wow. <laughs> and I remember getting in so much trouble. I remember just thinking it looked so good. So just like, I don't even think I used a spoon. I think it was like a stick of butter and I like took a bite of it and my mom caught me. I think I was like really young too. I must've been like a toddler, but I, I remember that because I remember getting in trouble after. And being like, she was like, you can't just eat butter. What are you doing? And in my mind, I was like, well, we eat cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't it's, we just eat butter? Very logical response from a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, listen, it's, it's for the best I didn't develop that habit. Now I just use things as vehicles for butter. But right. 
that's probably my first food memory. And it was just like so rich and so delicious. And it just coated my entire mouth. That's a fun one. Yeah. That's a fun one. Um, Okay. What is your death row meal? We need to think of a good reason that you're in death row. You're on death row. Okay, maybe. Here's what happens. You don't open the kimchi for way too long. And then you finally open it. It explodes all over your face. You're like, that does it. And you find the old Korean woman (laughs) who made the kimchi. Not a hate crime. And you kill the... (laughs) You say... You said, I'll burp you. And you put her over your shoulder and you burp her to death. Jesus. And now you're on death row. So what is your death row meal? I think my death row meal would honestly be Taco Bell because Mm. it's like, I know you're on death row and you can request anything, but like, that's probably like the most like visceral, like that's like the food that's been with me the longest. Mm. besides my mom's cooking like i would obviously love my mom's cooking but i probably wouldn't want to put her through that and have her like serve me on death row so it's like (laughs) i wouldn't want her to like have to know she's cooking her daughter's last meal so i feel like it'd be taco bell because it's gonna fuck me up anyways and so it's like if i'm gonna die i would just like go ham would you have meat yeah i'd probably eat like a, a the beef crunchy taco hell yeah i would just eat everything on the menu by the way, you're the nicest person in the world that you're like thinking through like, I would want my, yes, I, I would want my mom's special dish, but I wouldn't want to burden her with having to cook on the day that her daughter is being put to death. That's just too much. And just knowing she's making her daughter's last meal. Like, why do you not put her through that trauma? She's been through enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the best high-end meal you've ever had? Well, so last year I went to Copenhagen and of course, it's like impossible to get into Noma, which was still open, RIP. And so I emailed them pretending I was my own assistant, as if oh, anyone yeah. should know who I am. Hell and yeah. I was, I was with my friend Dory, and it's like, Poonam and her companion would love to dine. And they're like, okay, we'll put you on the wait list. And then they had an opening, but it was for the night we land, so we wouldn't have made it. So I was like so sad. I was like, oh no, we actually like land that night. We won't make it in time for that. Cause you know, they just have like the one seating. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And we had all this other great food. That was like a Saturday. And then on like a Monday, they were like, we can seat you tomorrow at 6 p.m. No. So we got to go to Noma and do the wine pairing. And it was incredible. It was like four hours long. So that was like, an incredible experience. I think taste-wise, what would compete with it is actually I just went to this place in Lisbon called Boo-Boo's or Bobo's, B-O-U-B-O-U-S. And we did a tasting menu there. And it was very nice. But Nova's probably the most I've ever spent on food. That and I went to Single Thread in Santa Rosa. Oh, yeah. Single Thread, three-star Michelin, I think. Yeah. Up there. So those are probably the two where I would like never tell my parents how much I spent on those meals because I'd be oh, like, excuse no. me, are you actually mentally insane? <laughs> but I'm like, I drive a Honda, who cares? Like, these are the things I value, right? I'm like, I don't have expensive habits. I don't like ski or yacht. I drive a Honda. I'll drive a Honda for the rest of my life. I don't care about cars. I don't you know buy how we know, bags. You know how we know that you don't yacht is that you use it as a verb. Yeah, I don't yacht. I yacht, you yacht, nosotros yatamos. <laughs> I don't yacht. How was single thread? 
Was that worth the money? It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. It was very beautiful. Like, yeah. as soon as you sit down, it looks like there's this huge centerpiece, but then you look closely and the centerpiece has like all of these little bites. Bites, wow. Like that are your first course. It was stunning. It was really Is it beautiful. Chinese or Taiwanese? Is it like... It had some Asian influence, but I I couldn't tell you. It wasn't like front and center. No, it was like it was influenced, but it wasn't like just that. Yeah. And Noma, I felt like it was mostly because I lucked out and it was the menu that was just like summer vegetable season or something like that. And it was all focused on like ferments. Oh, fun. Right. Because I love yeah. like fermented stuff, as you can tell by my kimchi. How cool. And their fermented program is nuts. Like they ferment a lot of wacky things. They gave us like a SCOBY steak. It was just like a piece of actual SCOBY, which is, is what they use for like kombucha and stuff. Yeah. SCOBY is like the uh, it's the film on top of kombucha, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. did they, any ants? Did you eat any ants? No ants. Oh, thank God. No, there was no ants. We, we don't need that. <laughs> I mean, what? I'll try it, but like, it's not, I'm not seeking it out. Yeah, yeah. I don't need an ant in my $500 tasting menu. No, I'm <laughs> thank good. Thank you, Rene Redzippy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's the best low-end meal you've ever had? Oh. Is it your Taco Bell? Is it your beloved Taco Bell? No, because I've had cheaper. Oh, let's go. I've had cheaper. Because Taco Bell is not that cheap anymore. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're starting to go to like, I don't know where you're going with this, but if you're going to like Thailand or India, yeah. it's like, I got a seven course meal for 75 yeah. cents. Well, so in India, there's this dish called, we call it Bani Puri, other regions call it Golgappa, mm-hmm. and it's like these um, crispy, puffed, little crispy puff things, yeah. and you break them open, and traditionally you just put like a chickpeas like chickpea in it but my mom will put potatoes and stuff but you go to the stalls and usually in india they have like a spiced water that has like mint and these spices in it and you dunk it in there and then you eat it whole and it's like Mm. refreshing and it pops in your mouth but it's crunchy it's like my mouth's watering just thinking about it yeah but usually when i'm in india because of the water and we're not used to it it's like kind of a risky thing to eat unless Mm. someone's making it for you at home with like bottled water and two times ago when i went to india my cousin and his wife were like no no no, this place uses bottled water you'll be fine you'll be fine so i like fucking went to town yeah (laughs) and that plane ride back listen i look snatched as hell when i got back but like it was not pleasant (laughs) so this time i was like a little bit nervous but i was with my boyfriend who has like an iron stomach and he's never gotten sick in india so he has like this fearlessness that i do not because once you've been india sick like it's trauma it's so bad yeah so he found a bani puri place in mumbai and he's like no it's like known to be safe so it was our last day and i was like fuck it whatever and we were fine and it was so good we did two rounds like you buy a round and it's like they just you gather around each stall and they just go one by one and somehow they keep count. And it was so good. But I was like trying to take like a video of him at one point, but I hadn't eaten mine. And he was like, it was my turn again. And he was like this. And this lady <laughs> that was there, this Indian lady, she was like, you have to keep up. Oh. <laughs> because I was like, I wasn't eating it fast enough because they hand right. it to you and you like eat it. And they're like, next thing you know, it's your turn again. Um, but that was probably my favorite low-end meal because it's literally like a dollar yeah 
Um, they're super fun, and I believe that they there's tamarind in it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. And you don't find them that often on menus, but when you do, you should definitely get them. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite drunk food? Or you're not really that much of a booze hound. We don't have to even do the booze Well, questions. but I was for a long time. I feel like just over COVID, I slowed down because I was like, what's the point? I'd rather have dessert. Oh. Um, oh but Taco I Bell. The, I did the complete opposite. <laughs> I, I revved did. up. Revved up, baby. <laughs> I think most people did. And I was just like, I'm alone. This is just making me feel depressed. <laughs> but I think Taco Bell probably there again. Or like if we can't drive somewhere or get something, then I always have like frozen nuggets mm. i love a frozen nugget yeah frozen nuggets yeah. good do you have a hangover cure or you're not hang- hungover often enough to have one just carbs usually <sighs> like a nice bagel or a grilled cheese or like something like that something yeah. greasy carb okay greasy carb uh favorite celebrity food personality well i love Padma lakshmi i think yeah. she's just so cool i love um Actually, someone who I just recently befriended, her name is Kushbu Shah, and she's the restaurant editor at Food and Wine. Kushbu and I had dinner last month. She's awesome. Obsessed with her. <laughs> Kushbu is awesome. Obsessed with her. Yeah. And so I like, I love her. Oh my um, God. I love that you know her. I'm going to take a little picture and send it to her. Yes. Right? <laughs> Ready? Woo. No, she's the best. And she's so cool. And it's like, there's no pretension about any of it, um, even though she works at, like, she has such a cool job. Like she's Oh, just, yeah. I love her. She's a badass. I also, I mean, I love Major Domo. So, you know, David Chang, I don't know him personally, but I do love his food. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, desert Island food. You're trapped on a desert island. One food you're never going to get tired of. What is it? Beans and Beans, lentils. you boring-ass desert islander. Well, I'm just trying to think of something sustainable that'll like keep me full too. I love, I think beans are my favorite food. Yeah. Would you go like a doll or just like give me the bean on its own? Well, if, see, if I say beans also, I can change it up. That's true. Because I can have like a black bean soup. I can have refried beans. I can have doll lentils, like bean legume family. Wait, you, actually, yeah. I, I poo pooed you on this, but the more I think of it, the more I realize how brilliant it is. You can have falafel. Yeah. You can have <laughs> chickpea salad. A bean cake, a bean burger. Yeah. It's not I bad. love beans. Anytime I see a bean on a menu, and if it's a refried bean, it slides out. <laughs> it slides out for me. I got to have it. I love it. What food can you not stand eating? What do you hate? Gosh, that's a tough one. There's not many things I don't <laughs> I think, um, well, you know, I don't eat meat. I used to love meat and eat everything. And then in my 30s, I just started feeling like, turned off Mm -hmm. like I couldn't cook it at home like something about the smell and the texture Mm -hmm. and then I couldn't even eat it out so I guess when I see certain things I still am like oh my gosh that looks good but like there's something like a mental block I can't eat it so I guess meat and then oh there is um a certain type of fish that I've tried to eat multiple times and I'm like it ain't for me oh is it funky I think it's like mackerel or yeah, any sort of like usually the one like smoked fish, anything fishy fish. But I do love like salmon, tuna, that kind of basic fish. Yeah, shrimp. Yeah. I love seafood. Like yeah, mackerel is not for you. Last question, my favorite question. By the way, this has been a fantastically fun episode. So fun. What uh, what is or what are your restaurant pet peeves? 
I guess restaurants that don't even have one veggie option. Cause I'm ah. like, it's 2023. Just put it and maybe people will try it. Yeah. And I'm not like the type of person where I would ever tell someone not to eat me because I did for so long. So it's not like an ethical, moral thing. But I do think, especially in this country, we are like obsessed with it. Yeah. And people feel like they can't feel full. Or even when you watch, like I love watching like all these like cooking shows. Like they're always like the protein, the protein, what's a protein, what's a protein? And it's like. <laughs> fucking chill not all of us are bodybuilders like it's okay if we don't have meat with every single meal so if i go to a restaurant and they can't even offer me like one thing or like i remember there was a burger place that already had a limited menu so i get it but i think my boyfriend went and we're like was like oh like do you think you guys will ever offer like you know like a veggie burger or something like that and this is like la we're talking about it's not yeah. like you know dallas or something no offense to all of my sorry, dallas, dallas listeners sorry uh, dallas i don't we know love why we love your continued support. Yeah, uh, I had Dallas. good vegan food in Dallas, actually. So let me not drag <laughs> Dallas. But like, and the guy was like, no, why would we ever do that? Like, they almost like, there's this like weird thing, especially with like male chefs sometimes, where it's seen as like, not masculine, and like, not authentic, real food, mm. if it doesn't have like meat in it. Right, right, right. And I'm like, there's so many delicious things out there that don't have me. Uh, I'm with you, and I agree with you. And I do think that in a lot of ways, it's more difficult to cook veggies. And to meat's yeah. pretty fucking easy to cook. Yeah. It's like you get the temper the internal temperature right, and you're fine. Like, it doesn't take a lot. And you can't really transform it. Veggies are a little harder to coax. Um, you need to go to... 11 Madison Park in New York. They're doing an oh all vegan God. tasting menu. I know. And the thing is, vegan is hard because I love dairy. So that would be hard for me. But like, yeah, I'm not like, it's like everyone eat your meat fine. But like everyone just like chill a little bit. Just like one meal a week. My challenge to your listeners, just one meal a week. Try to not eat meat because it'll help the environment. It really will. Sorry, not to get so political. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I just passed out for a little bit of that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the steak I had last night. It's making me exhausted. <laughs> Putnam, this is so delightful, as I knew it would be. Thank you so Thank much you. for this being on so the pod. Fun. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, at Big Punam, B-I-G-P-U-N-A-M on Instagram. No, I'm not Big Pun, the late rapper. I do sometimes get tagged as <laughs> Big Punam is, yes, big pun, uh, he pivoted. Yeah, yeah. Especially because my profile picture on Instagram is like my glamour shot from when I was like a chubby 12-year-old. I'm like, you think this is big pun? The, the deceased rapper? Do people like just once a month, you get like a thoughts and prayers DM? Like, I know this is going to the estate of big pun. I just wanted yeah. to say his song, I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. It's always that. It's them <laughs> in a car listening to it, tagging me. Or it's like, you know those like graffiti murals they put of like Tupac, Biggie, Big Pop, like, you know, uh, like all deceased, you know, hip hop oh artists God. and rappers. Like, it's like a beautiful like graffiti mural. And then it's like, I'm tagged as Big Pun. And I'm like, I mean. Please I tell I me you it. repost all those. 
I did once just as a joke and the kid, like it was like a seven-year-old kid. And he's like, how dare you be so disrespectful? He was a legend. You're not honoring his name. And I was like, I'm not making fun of him. I'm making fun of you. Let me <laughs> yeah. also not bully a teenager online though. So I've since stopped. <laughs> I support you going down that road <laughs> of being the teenage bully. <laughs> we were bullied as teenagers. Uh, okay. Let us have our moment. Yeah. <laughs> It's my I, turn. <laughs> yeah, you loser. Uh, all right. Thank you so much, Funim. This was delightful. This was so fun. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.